Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. Hello world. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are here for our final Spill the Tea of 2021. And as promised, we have a special guest. Although, as you all know, Molly will be introducing her. This is her space. This is her lane this week. So I will not do it. Uh, We are so grateful you're here. As always, let us know where you're watching from. You know, give us a, a link to your page so we can learn a little bit more about you. We love to get everyone connected in connecting those red threads in the comments. So please, please do that. Um, Molly, I know that you've got a fun breath um, to ground us today. So let's just dig in. So we have lots of time with, with our special guest. Okay. I love it. So we're going to just do a grounding breath. So if everybody can just take your seat, I like to take my dominant hand on my belly, my receptive hand on my heart, Start to root through those sitting bones, reaching through the crown, closing the eyes. We're going to just do a nice grounding breath. So we're going to inhale for a count of four, hold for a count of two, and then exhale through the nose, a count of six. So let's go ahead and begin. Awareness here at the very tip of the nose, breathing in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. In, two, three, four. Hold, two, three. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold two, three, exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Big breath together in. Exhale through the mouth, release and let it go. (sighs) So back into our body and our bones. Mm, I love it. Okay. Well, this is a very special guest for me because I met Mara 15 or so years ago. Um, she was my birthday gift. So talk about a true gift. Um, Mara, one of our, one of my very dear friends, um, gave me a, a training workshop, um, about journeying, shamanic journeying, journeying. And, um, and he and I did that together. And so that's when I met Mara, but before we jump in, just going to do some housekeeping. I'm going to read your bio because you're quite esteemed and I want to make sure that we do you an honor. So Mara Bishop is a shamanic practitioner, intuitive consultant, teacher, 
author, and artist. With over 25 years experience, she uses her personal evolution counseling method to provide an integrated approach to spiritual healing, personal growth, and emotional well-being to clients around the world. Her books are guides for spiritual practice. Her courses, articles, and consultations are created to help people connect to their inner resources of all kinds to create a healthier world. She lives in Durham, North Carolina with a beloved family of people, animals, and plants. Welcome to the show, Mara. Thank you so much. I am so pleased to be here. Yeah, so we um, we recently connected because I actually, you are an intuitive consultant for me. I come to you when I need that extra um, layer of insight for things that I'm dealing with personally. So I just want to like just start it off, like let's just dive right into this. You know, shamanism, it, it can be a loaded term, a loaded, um, people have a whole bunch of understanding about what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you, give me, tell us about how you feel about it. Yeah. And I I really appreciate that you want to open with that. And I always um, try and bring that into the conversation really upfront Um, because words are important, right? The practices are important and how we describe them are really important. And there's a, there's a fine balance between how we can practice something that's authentic to us, a spiritual practice, something that's about direct revelation which for me is at the heart of of shamanic practice and the work that I do and something that is is appropriating something from a culture that we don't belong to right Mm -hmm. so the word shamanism itself right the word shaman is a Siberian word it comes from the Tungus people so from the get-go um we're taking a word that belongs to a particular people anthropologists have kind of many years ago took that word and then applied it to um, many different people and many different practices. So now Mm -hmm. we kind of are using it as an umbrella term and applying it to to many different people, which isn't entirely accurate, right? Okay. There are cultures around the world that are practicing what we kind of somewhat inaccurately, somewhat accurately, and I'll try and explain that a little bit more, at least in my understanding. And I'll say up front, I don't, I don't presume to have the ultimate understanding about anything spiritual. My, my opinion is if anybody tells you like they know exactly how things work in the spiritual world, yeah. you know, be, be wary, right? Watch out. Moving, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so each, many different cultures around the world have their own languages language obviously and their own word for the person that fulfills the role of the shaman as we think of it somebody who's a spiritual healer somebody who has expanded perception so if we look at at many different cultures and how those words literally um, are translated there are a lot of things like somebody who sees in the dark or somebody who sees with their heart somebody who has uh, kind of interesting ways of um, perceiving the the energy or the spirit that underlies the physical world hmm. and then there there are things that are common cross-culturally I mean shamanism is again as we're kind of imperfectly using that word shamanism yeah is the oldest spiritual practice that we know about it's everywhere every continent that we that human beings have lived there's evidence that this you know, constellation of beliefs and practices um, have existed. 
So it's, it is a global collective phenomenon, right? Mm, yeah. So we can kind of, we want to find that balance between saying, oh, I, I'm fascinated with a particular cultural, you know, the traditions of a particular culture. So it's okay for me to take that and do those ceremonies because I read about them or I attended a couple of ceremonies. And now I'm going to take that and say I'm a shaman, like mm. clearly not cool. Um, but then when there are these things that are more common and what I practice specifically is core shamanism. Um, and that is based on the work of um, Michael Harner, a specific person who was an anthropologist, he died recently, um, but who studied shamanic culture, indigenous culture around the world and noticed that there were some distinct similarities in ideas about cosmology and ideas about how we maintain health and how we fall out of balance and, and have disease. So we could look at some of those commonalities, right? The idea that we live in a in a web of existence, that everything has spirit, that we need to work in partnership yeah. with um, the natural world, right? With our own helping spirits or the divine or the sacred, however we want to think about that, right? Mm -hmm. We're a part of nature, right? There, there are these common things. So when we look at it from that perspective, we can say, this is a global, there's a global experience here. And at the heart of that is the idea of direct revelation. So if you're, if you're practicing in a way, um, and you've had this experience yourself, Molly, of um, connecting really directly with um, an aspect of um, spirit, right? It's personal. It's not somebody telling you something. It's not emulating a ceremony. It's not having a particular tool that you bought somewhere that you're using to, to, to take somebody else's tradition, but it's an internal experience of connection. Yeah. That's, that's so good. I love that's that. You're, it's, right? you're bringing it to, to it's already inside us. And that seems right. to be a big theme that we've talked about throughout this year. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. our whole lives, we've been taught that everything is outside of us and we've got to be achieving or hustling to get to it, or we need a certain person to actually help us access spirit. But I love how you're, you're bringing it right back to that. It's, it's inside you. We don't need a book or a, a person to access those things. It's beautiful, Mara. It's, well, and that, that relationship. Yeah, that relationship. And that, and that's honestly was my experience when um, I did that first um, workshop with you is you basically uh, were a guide to my inner, my inner world. Um, and a lot of that work that we did back then, and that was a long time ago, I carry with me into my day to day and have since, right? Because um, I remember when I first had that experience, you know, a lot of the, the conversation, my self-dialogue was about I either have an incredible imagination or I just had a profound experience, right? <laughs> right. Or both, <laughs> or both right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's it. Right. And I think we dismiss ourselves a lot of times as an incredible imagination or whatever. And maybe it's maybe, you know, it doesn't really matter because what is imagination anyway? Right. Where does that originate? Um, and, and that question is sort of where I landed on like, yeah, I'm going to pursue this because like what that, that is still coming from something, something, you know? Right. 
And then I also think we really it's it's important that we acknowledge the the historical and ordinary reality um, aspects of how indigenous people have been treated around the world. Yes, particularly in relationship to spiritual practice and culture in our in our own country here in the US, it was illegal until not very long ago for um, native people to practice their own ceremonies to speak their own language across the world there is violence of and and has been for a long time against people who are simply trying to exist and practice their own religions freely and to connect to the sacredness of the earth and that's a huge part of this for for many cultures for for me the connection to nature is is absolutely huge and from a kind of Western religious perspective, that connection to the land is not usually such a um, an important part. Right. So it's hard to kind of wrap your. Um, they don't come from the perspective of if I move people from one place to another, right? The tragedy of people being moved off their land is compounded by the separation from this, the sacredness of the land itself and how important that is. Um, yeah, we, we show that in, I mean, in the United States in particular, I mean, we do not care for our land. We, we ravage it actually. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and then we wonder why don't things grow? Uh, so it, it is, it, there is this very, um, I, I mean, I hate to box it as this, uh, a religious thing, but we were, you know, the Puritans landed, and they brought with these specific rules and laws and regulations that that had no sacredness mm -hmm. in them, right? They were so they, they were sterile, mm -hmm. and and they created a sterile environment here in, in this country. And I love how you're reminding all of us about it's not it's not simply moving people to another place, which might seem nice and kind, like well we're providing them housing. Yeah. Never but was it kind in this country. To move never was it kind. No, um, we. I live in the Pacific Northwest, and in in the book that we're going to talk about today, you actually speak about the Salish in your drumming chapter. And you know, we've been to a couple of their their ceremonies here. Like they have they have beautiful places where you can come in and experience it. Right, like they're they're really rising. The the native. Um, indigenous people are rising here. It's a beautiful thing to experience. And now I'm, I'm like, oh, I, let's go find a, a, a drum ceremony. Cause now I can't <laughs> wait to go listen. Now that you were saying about how, like how this will help us vibrate throughout the journey. Right. That, mm. And, and connecting those dots, right. And recognizing them and, and thanking them for the care and the honor that they, they, when they, actually were caring for our land that we snagged. So thank you so much for that. That's a beautiful reminder, Mara. And hopefully um, electing people and how we decide to spend our money and doing all sorts of practical things to empower um, people to be able to practice and thrive Yes. now, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and Mara, how did you find this path? I mean, um... You know, like how did how did you land here? Um, 
Yeah, I, I, that's a, one of those like really common questions. And then I, I always kind of stop and pause. I don't have you know, the super concise answer because I think it's, there are a lot of threads that weave in there. I think for all of us, we, we think about where we are in this point in time and all the different things that, that go into getting us here. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they might feel like, oh, the giant mistakes that we made, mm-hmm. right? Or the things where we feel like we went off our path but those things got us here too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that's necessarily the, the question you were asking. It wasn't the big existential life question of how to- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, but we always go there too, so it's good. Yes, <laughs> you're in good company. <laughs> we're following, yeah. So, you know, again, so much for me is this connection to the environment and connection to nature and feeling like that's, like the spirit of nature. And Mm -hmm. before I really had a word, like before I knew what shamanism was, I didn't grow up in an indigenous culture. I grew up, my birth religion was Catholicism with a lot of Jewish family members. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I was fortunate enough to be introduced to shamanism with my mother and my grandmother. So I've practiced, you know, through multiple generations of my family. But for me, it always felt like being in nature was kind of the closest place I could get to feeling that mm-hmm. connection, mm-hmm. that spiritual connection, and also art. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a, as a child, I spent a lot of time in that environment of where I lived and feeling the connection to the animals. And then also, as I got a little bit older, meditation. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that really helped me kind of get the, it's like the the breadcrumbs along the way or the little line down the path was having certain animals show up in meditations for for quite a while and then taking my first journey and having that same animal spirit show up there in this different way of working. Mm. So it was kind of this um, confirmation that it's not about how you're doing it, right? That it's it was all like spokes on a wheel coming to the same Place. It was really confirmatory. Yeah, I love that. And then, then it was like the world kind of opened up, and oh, there's this other way to practice. Hmm. You know, after it felt to me like there were things about Catholicism that were beautiful, but it didn't feel it didn't feel entirely like my full path. Hmm. And there was you know a bit of a period of seeking, but then then I found shamanism and did a lot more exploring and training and and found beautiful teachers and in this world and in the other world, because really, you know, we can have people that help us human beings that help us. But they're not our they're not our real, I don't say our real teachers, they're kind of our guides, they're our facilitators, right? They bring us where we need to be. Right. But the spirits are the the ones that are going to be our I have yeah. so many questions. All okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm going to burst over here. Okay. But so, I'm like loving that my worlds are colliding right now. Yes. Right? So, okay. So I was, uh, I was raised Catholic light, which we call Lutheran. <laughs> and I love that my, my birth religion, I, I will absolutely be adopting that. Thank you for that. I love that. <laughs> that is a beautiful way to put it. Um, in the book, you actually talk about how, what you do, what your mom did, what your grandma did. It didn't negate Catholicism Mm -hmm. or being Jewish. And I really want to understand that better. Um, You've said nature uh, so many times and that I feel like I want to cry because I love, I'm feeling like you're talking about a, a, 
religion around nature, right? A spiritual mm-hmm. practice around nature. So mm-hmm. could, would you mind going there? Like explaining yeah. how, how did they weave together so beautifully when you're talking, I mean, being Jewish and being Catholic are very different. And the fact that what was in the middle, <laughs> I mean, they have a yeah. major character difference right, right in the center. Right. And so, so how does that work? What does the tapestry look like? Well, and, and to be clear, I'm not implying that, that the, the Judaism and the Catholicism got woven together. No, no, no. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think, okay. The cutest squirrel just is sitting right outside my window. Oh, that's awesome. Acorn. The squirrel um, wants to know too. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> and um, all of our squirrels, our friendly, loving squirrels who are, you know, the real estate community who are always just so like multitasking work. <laughs> perfect. Yes. So I feel like um, there can be this, they can coexist. And, and that's a personal choice, right? I mean, it's not, I, I can't speak for everybody to say, oh, you can hold these two things simultaneously. You can practice these two things simultaneously. But, but I'll, you know, one example for me is, you know, that tenant of you will hold no other God before me, maybe as an example, and yeah, how okay. that might be a stumbling block for people of, oh, well, how do you have, how do you work with helping spirits or how do you work with the spirits of nature? Isn't that, doesn't that go against that idea of you shouldn't have, right? Yeah. But there's a difference between worshiping something, in my opinion, again, all this mm-hmm. is my opinion, not right, can't speak for others, between worshiping something and honoring something. Mm. I honor my ancestors. I don't worship my ancestors. Mm-hmm. I honor the trees in my yard and you know, everywhere, trees, right? Mm-hmm. No, I don't yeah. worship them. I honor my helping spirits and the like. My, my personal pantheon of beings who have come to help me, but I don't worship them. So if you're somebody who feels like you have, you know, a more monotheistic religion that is your you know, maybe your primary or your birth or whatever you are, I really have allegiance to God with a capital G or, you know, spirit with a capital S, you can, you can still have that be your, um, I worship, right? Mm -hmm. That's my, that's the over, (laughs) the Uber God, right? Mm -hmm. You can still honor many other um, spiritual beings. In, in my opinion, you can still have a relationship with, a, you know, angels. I mean, I think there are so many different cultures and religions talk about spiritual beings who want to help us, mm-hmm. right? that we want to be in relationship with. Yes. You know, what's so interesting when you're saying this. So I, again, I grew up Lutheran. I did not grow up Catholic. And one of the big differences between those two is the saints. We didn't, we didn't, um, we didn't have a saint around our neck or, you know, we didn't have, we didn't, we didn't pray to mother Mary, right. We knew who these characters were, but I, I see, I, I see a correlation between what you're saying here. It's not like they worship St. Peter, right. but, but they commune with, right. they, they pray to like as an intercessor, right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's such a great, that's a great and for this. certain things too, you know, you would for different yeah. You know, like St. Francis, you know, I got like, mm, like the animals, you know, there's certain and they're different um, saints that maybe have different um, specialties. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Like for different purposes, you would want to connect with the, the essence of that being who you, who lives in our ordinary reality, but then, you know, have this kind of radiant spirit that when they passed on, we believe that they're still accessible to us in some way Mm -hmm. that we can petition them or we can relate to them, particularly if we, you know, we feel we're a lost cause or we feel, you know, the patron saint of fill in the blank. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think there's a real parallel there. I think that's a great analogy, Deborah, of um, there may be other beings of spirit who perhaps have lived and then passed on like an ancestor, mm-hmm. right? Or have lived in this world and understand what it's like to be human mm-hmm. or, or animal or a different form, but are willing to help us that we can relate to f- for different purposes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not all about what we get from them too, right? Like we want to have a relationship. And I think that's the huge part of what we miss about our relationship with nature. We're so, our our cult, culture at large is so used to using nature as what are you going to, you know, what are we going to- Consumption. Yeah. Consumption. Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. this is what I take. This is what I get. This is how I consume you. And mm. we, you know, this, that is destroying us, but how do we give back? Mm. Yeah, like this is such sacred language, right? Um, because it is, it's a, it's a massive, and I'm sure there are people here listening who for the first time, they're just having an aha moment of how critical um, that reciprocity is, right? The relationship of our, of our existence with and um, each other and the land and, you know, all of that. So I just really, I hope that for people who are listening, they really just, they're having that moment in a way that is they're giving themselves permission, if you will, to, for expansion of a new paradigm. Um, and, um, so I just want to honor that, um, that you, you know, I, I really think that you've created bridge language for people who can't, who haven't been able to go from the idea of one God monotheistic ideology into this idea that, ha, huh, you know, we're a part of something bigger, right. You know, more synergistic, more connected than we can even imagine, um, and have access to this. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I love that. One of the things that you had said before, and I think this is really important for our particular audience is the energetic connections mm-hmm. of space, right? So we're energetically connected to our land. A lot of our listeners are somehow connected to the real estate community. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to us a little bit about that, that intersection of, you know, going into spaces and places and how we show up that way. Yeah. So you know, as, as you're saying, we have our own energetic bodies. Um, I talk about energetic archetypes, energetic mm-hmm. personality archetypes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have different um, levels of porousness, right? We all are affected by our environment in different ways. We're affected by other people in different ways, right? Some of us are really sensitive to um other people's emotions say right and we also and places also have their own their own energy right um so particularly if you're somebody on the end of the spectrum who you know maybe has a more porous energetic boundary and pick up a lot from other people you're also you know perhaps likely to to pick up the the tone or the personality or the essence of a place Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe what's happened in that place or the the objects in that place, the resonance 
of that place. The, um, I don't know, like if there's been an argument in a room, mm. right? And you walk in right after, like there's a meeting that's just happened. You know, you walk into that space. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you just feel it. Mm-hmm. Yes. The tension in the room, right? Nobody's saying anything, right? But you get yeah. it. Yeah. So you know, in thinking about the example of of working in real estate. You know, for those of you that are going in and out of other people's intimate spaces all the time, you know, for, for some people who don't have really porous boundaries, that can be kind of a, an observing, like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, look at their furniture. Oh, that, you know, okay, that's fun. Mm-hmm. For other people, that's like, um, you know, you can get the bends, you know, like how scuba divers have to go in and out. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This is so good. Like, oh, God, that makes me nauseous. Like, you go into the space, and even if it's not bad or good, Right. Mm-hmm. This doesn't have to be a good energy, bad energy dynamic, but it can just be so different. Yes. That it's like a different climate. It's like, oh, okay, this is the energy of the person that's that or the people that live here. And then you come back out and then you got to come back into yourself. And then you go into another one. And if you're doing that so fast without some tools to um decide if you want to be open to that. Like maybe you do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But maybe you want to not be so so um affected by all those spaces all the time yes going in and out in and out so that's part of the of tools that i work with for people about how you want to be prepared in relationship to um other people's energy other spaces energy Mm. i i am saying putting the stake in the ground right now. I think we need to have you on uh, the show again and add this be a, the topic the topic because yeah. we have, we have a lot of spiritual uh, sisters and brothers in the industry who I know are probably vibrating at hearing this. Like, yes, uh, we were discussing this in the green room earlier, that when I was an active real estate agent, that was always, I always felt like when I got home, I had to take a shower. Like I had a cleansing, like I had to do because there was just, it wasn't good or bad. I like, I like that distinction, but it was just, it I felt like I was covered in it, right? (laughs) Right? It covered in other people's energy, but I didn't have the language 20 years ago to say that that's what was Mm -hmm. happening to me. But once I would take a shower, then I was like, Oh, okay. Like I'm home. And and now I can think about dinner and and having a glass of wine or whatever it was. But um, I I would love for us to, to definitely dig into that. I would love to do that. And it's, um, it's part of, you know, there's different, there are different really specific ways. And this is one of them to apply this boundary work. Um, Mm -hmm. And it is really near and dear to my heart. Um, Not because I think of it as kind of an intellectual, oh, you know, this is an interesting thing, but because I also, um, you know, I was on the poorest end of the spectrum. This had really deep implications for my life and my experience in life. And, you know, one of the stories that I, that I tell um, that kind of rocked my world and helped me understand this interconnection that we have. We, we mm. keep talking about church for some reason, but this is a church story. And when I was yeah. really a very young person of just sitting in church and having some guy walk in that I didn't know at all and having like this visceral, ugh, that this mm. guy was in a terrible amount of pain and having this like, I don't know what to do with that. I feel like I should do something. I want to make him feel better. That would be totally inappropriate. I, you know, absorbing somebody else's feeling and mm-hmm. not having the language, the understanding, how to get it out of my body, 
right? Mm. The classic kind of empath sensitivity, sensitive person experience. And then when you need to function in the world, right? If it, when it's your job, you know, Deborah, you instinctually figured out how do I, how do I address this? All right. And you paired it with something that you do to treat your physical body, right? Which is exactly what I advise people to do. So like you're, you're already right there, but the energy ecosystem classes that I have been doing for years are exactly about this, identifying what's your, what's your type, what's your temperament, where are you sensitive and having just a, a, a nice little toolkit so that you don't have to go out in the world and feel like, oh, this is toxic and oh, I gotta be, I have to have this kind of, you know, defensive posture. Yeah. We want to be resilient, right? Mm. So, mm. and again, we were talking about this before, so maybe this is a good moment to mention the Shining Bright Without Burning Out is yes. audio yes, course. Yes, 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 perfect. Yeah, go okay. into that so people understand what that actually yeah. means. So it's a Sounds True audio course. You can, you can all, all my stuff's at Whole Spirit. You can find a link there. You can pre-order it, but it comes out on, on March 1st. Um, 2022, depending on when people are watching this, mm -hmm. but it's, you can do this on your own. So this is an, a self-directed audio course, um, mm -hmm. but it, it, it gives you a, a nice building set of tools so that you can have control over the porousness of your boundaries. So whatever so your work is, right. Yeah. But I would love to come back and talk more about the, the yes. real estate, you know, applying it to your people. I think that would be really, yeah. that would be so much fun. Yeah. Shining bright without burning out. I mean, like that is, you know, yeah. That's like that. I think every single person who's listening to this needs to go sign up for that course because yes. we all, we talk about that all the time. I mean, that is like the topic of probably the number one, um, you know, dinner topic while we are sitting around a table. Um, cause we often, um, are together on the road, um, with the real estate world. Cause we're always traveling for, for work and every, you know, everyone sits down like, I'm so burned out. I'm so tired. I can't focus. We had this conversation in our spill the tea last week. Um, you know, where it's just, how do we reignite our light? Um, yes. so yes, it's, I love it's it. affecting so much of us, many of us. Yes. So true. Totally. So true. So we will, for everybody who's listening, we will drop the link in to Mara's site directly to the e-course for sure. Um, I, I'm going to um, wrangle us in so that we make sure that we talk about your book, your brand new yes. book. <laughs> so uh, we'll drop a link into that, but let's, let's talk about shamanism for every day. The 365 journeys. Why this book? Why now? Hmm. Okay. Share. <laughs> yes, I would love to share. I'd love to share. Um, so the genesis of this book was, and I think, you know, from what we talked about earlier, you know, you may have gotten the sense of how much I love this work, right? Yeah. And Molly, you talked about learning this practice and, and, oh, these are the same spirits that, you know, you work with today. When I met that first helping spirit and had that moment, it, I, I can like get the shivers and I could burst into tears right now. It was such a joyful coming home experience for me. Mm. And it only continued to expand and just profoundly change my life. Mm. Agreed. So, and I, and I hear people just regularly tell me that the practice has done the same for them, right? Mm. 
I was speaking with somebody just in the last very, very short period of time that it's once you do this, so many people shift from the sense of, um, oh, I, I maybe I've had these experiences or um, I feel kind of maybe lonely or alone in the world or I'm not really sure how I fit in or I'm questioning or whatever to the mm -hmm. sense of I am not alone. I know that I'm, I may not sit with another person for the rest of my life, but I know that I'm not alone. Amen. Yes, just like profound paradigm shift of so the experience good. of being human. Mm. And, but it's, but in some ways it's a challenge to blend that practice in with, oh, I gotta have a job. I gotta pay my bills. I gotta get up. I gotta, <laughs> do, I gotta like take a shower and go out in the world. Like just to do your stuff. Yep. So the thing, some of the things that I found worked for me about having both the, the discipline of sitting down every day or most days, right? And having topics to journey on and also have, you know, so having some discipline with myself, but then having some flexibility with myself. So it didn't become like this rote thing, like, oh, every day I gotta do the same thing. Oh and yeah. Like anything that like loses its, right? Hmm. Uh, so I started doing a, um, so, so essentially it's, this works so great for me. <laughs> I'm so happy about this whole practice. How do I make it easier for other people? Right. Yes. And a lot mm -hmm. of this, again, going back to our, like the first thing we talked about practically, this idea of direct revelation, mm -hmm. wanting to have a, an authentic spiritual practice that uh, has meaning, right. That has meaning for us as individuals and helping people do that in my one-on-one -on -one work. That's a huge part of what I want to help people do. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that. And then I did it as a, um, as an email delivery, and I still do that. You can mm -hmm. you can subscribe, and every morning I'll drop a little journey in your in your inbox, which is a prompt. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, for your own practice, you know, here's an idea that you might want to journey on today that gives a really broad range of of topics and experiences, and coming at it from different perspectives. That over the course of the year, you get a, a full practice. It's not the same thing over and over again, but it's you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a rich experience. Yes. And the, that, and the people access that on whole spirit as well. Yeah. I mean, you can okay. get it in Amazon or any bookstore that you go to, you don't have to go through my website. You could oh, I mean it. the daily email. Oh yes. Yes. If you okay. want to sign up for the subscription that you go through whole spirit. Okay. Perfect. Um, so that was, that kind of inspired me to put it in book format because some people prefer that too. And then mm -hmm. it also allows me to have an expanded part. So in the book, you have more of a background about what shamanism is and instructions about how to journey and expanded ceremonies and creating your own ritual and, and things like that, that where we can go deeper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and also kind of going a little bit back to the, you know, I love the questions that you guys are asking about how to um, blend it with other practices. Yes. You don't have to be, you don't have to practice shamanism. I mean, it's in the title, but this is not a, <laughs> we, don't, we don't even have to be interested in shamanism. There she is. There's the book. Hold her up. Hold her up. She's beautiful. I love this uh, color. It makes, it just makes me happy. Um, I can't wait yeah. To thank you to good people. The designers at Kensington, they, they really did a, a lovely job with this cover. Um, mm. Oh yeah. We need to, we need to dig into the publishing side, but at the end, yeah. um, yeah. 
I, so, you know what, there's so much conversation around deconstructing religion right now. I'm, I'm sure you've seen it flying through your feet as well, Mara. And, and what I felt like when I, so I'm a listener, I like to have the book and listen to the audible because I like to be read to. And so I'm listening to the book as I'm reading it. And I, I think that what, where I'm really excited to start 2022 with this book is that I feel like this is a beautiful place where you can feel safe as you're going through that deconstruction. You can say, Mm. what am I keeping Mm-hmm. from, from what I, what I was birthed into, what am I keeping? What are those, those connections, those, those verses, those lessons, what am I keeping, but mm-hmm. still having my feet on solid ground. Um, right. Cause I think deconstruction for so many people, like that word, it feels very scary mm-hmm. and it feels like I, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to hell now because I'm leaving something behind. But, mm-hmm. um, I think that there is, so for those people who are listening in, who are, who are starting to go through that process or are thinking, is that process for me? I think your book and how, how it is a daily reminder to center yourself and to ground yourself and that it isn't related to any other thing except for shamanism, which can be connected throughout. I think it's a very safe place. I, I really appreciate that. And I'm glad that's, I'm so glad that that's what you take from it. Um, and I do work with people who, who specifically have that kind of background where they're told they're going to go to hell if they do something different. Yeah. But, so yeah. Um, being able to work with what's in here, even, you know, again, if you are, um, using them as prayers, yeah, right. And as you said, this idea of deconstructing, there's beauty in every religion. Yes. Even if we feel like, I mean, I think it's just, it's part of growing up sometimes that we wind up rebelling against the, you know, we rebel against our parents. We were, maybe we rebel against our religion, just depending on what our process is, Mm. but I think part of coming home and healing ourselves in like the arc of our life is making peace with what we came into the world with Mm. and wherever that is, you know, our geographically family of origin, spiritually. And as you, you know, as you said, Deborah, like finding the pieces of Mm. beauty from all those things and then creating something that is, that's, that feels um, like it's our own that we can work with. I love that. One of my all-time favorite quotes is all roads lead home, you know, and you know, it's true. It's, it doesn't, there isn't that um, one singular path, right. That all roads will eventually lead us to home. And in, in my world, world, what I, when I read that quote, like the home is the, the spirit, right. Back to, you know, origin um, creator, whatever, wherever, whatever language um, we use there. Um, but, you know, there, um, one, yes, we're going to have to have you come back because there's a lot to unpack, but I do also want to make sure that, um, we address your consulting, your intuitive consulting component, because I don't want to, I want to make sure that's not left off the table. Cause that's one of the ways that you and I have a relationship is that I actually do seek your counsel as a intuitive guide. Um, and just share a little bit about that, um, if you will, just so that people understand the breadth of what you are, um, what you offer. Uh, yeah, people are welcome to, and again, always going back to the website, you know, yeah, wholespirit.com. Yeah, wholespirit.com. Um, <laughs> so what I try and do, 
I think, I mean, the personal evolution counseling method, you know, weaves in the intuitive piece and shamanic healing piece, but the intuitive consulting very specifically, what I'm trying to help uh, people do is see themselves more clearly, use the guidance that comes through me to empower people to make their own best choices. Mm -hmm. I'm very much not a person who's going to say to you, um, you know, this is my prediction for you. And this is the choice that you should 100% mm -hmm. make. Right. But mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, and I'm going to be, uh, helping you find ways to as much as possible, reclaim your own power and confidence in how you move through the world. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I was just talking about, there's, there's a kind of a new way of working that I'm introducing in 2022 and it's not a great model for like keeping myself in business it's the kind of thing where it's here i'm going to teach you this method and then you probably never come back have to come back to me again <laughs> I, was, I was joking about that with my partner as i was describing it to him and i was like yeah that's not so smart business wise you know <laughs> but that's um funny. but that's actually that's kind of that is how i prefer to practice it's not i don't People can come back to me as much as they want. And I do have people who like come every couple of weeks or come once a week and that's lovely, but it's not the kind of work where like, you know, like how fair, and this is not a diss on therapy where it's not like a thing where you have to come every week. Yeah. You know, it's more about how do we kind of move, move the, the nexus of power back to you. That's beautiful. Mm. And that's, and that's how I, I mean, how I use it whenever I have some sort of mountain in front of me or great uncertainty, yeah. you know, I'm like, it's time to go tomorrow, you know, maybe, uh, just, to, just to even validate my own yeah. intuition. Um, but the great thing about for our listeners is that you can do it by zoom too. So just because oh, yeah. we're local and we have that experience, that local connection, mm -hmm. um, you know, through COVID, you know, we can do that by a zoom. It's so really this easy. is really accessible yeah. to anyone. Oh, I love this. And even pre-COVID, I would I worked you know through phone or you know back then it was more through Skype, mm -hmm. or Skype, <laughs> for Skype. <laughs> I know. Um, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. So I you know this was a relatively easy transition to being more online through COVID times for me because that was working remotely is pretty. Yeah, that's awesome. It's pretty so awesome. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. I um I. So we'll, we'll make sure to, of course, share more links so that you can get direct access to, to what we're talking about. I would, I would love to talk about your writing process because you haven't only written this book, you have multiple books. Mm -hmm. So how, how does that happen? How do you, how do you decide you're going to write a book? And then what does that process look like for you? We've got a lot of people in our community who, who have books inside them. They're mm -hmm. just not really sure what to do, right? Mm. How to make that happen. So what does that journey look like for you, Mara? Hmm. Uh, you know, I think for me, and I think the two different books, I have two books. They were, they're really quite, even though there are a lot of similar topics in each of the books, the first one, Inner Divinity is, um, they're both about how you really connect to your own inner 
wisdom and develop your own practices. I mean, yeah. there is kind of an umbrella of, of my work, even though there's different focus in each of the. Mm-hmm. Sure. Things. Yeah. I mean, I'm always drawing on and trying to bring through, bring information through me. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's part of the kind of the ritual of making time, but then setting the stage so it feels like it's there's a bit of a pass through of information mm-hmm. um, it feels like they kind of they kind of well up uh, you know i'm i'm the left brain right brain so mm-hmm. it, there's kind of the first one kind of felt like it it built up and it was like i gotta just get this out mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah this one felt like oh okay i'm doing the i've been doing the the subscription piece for a while Mm -hmm. and it was like it's like this is all kind of right here so Mm -hmm. it was like there was the skeleton there Mm -hmm. and then i put all the like feels kind of weird to say it this way like the meat on the bones i got to i got to fill in the scaffolding in a way that felt so like structurally it was different Mm -hmm. um and i'm i'm the next one is is like brewing and i've got all the different pieces that are so it feels really organic and i'm uh, oh, I love your face as you're thinking about this. Yeah, get, get really go upset. watch. Go watch the video. <laughs> go yeah, watch, yeah. If you're on the podcast. Watch the video <laughs> because I, I, I can. I, your energy feels so beautiful as you are talking about this. Okay. Yeah, it's beautiful to be in the presence. You yeah, well, and and just to validate too, what you're seeing, Deb, is you know, working having worked with Mara in the past, you're you're pausing, you're listening. You know, for for those of you who are watching, um, you know, actually the video or can even hear this on the podcast, right, in the audible version, there's something really beautiful about your presence, Mara, where you, and again, for me, like the safety of knowing that um, you actually are channeling, you are processing, you are listening, you are interpreting, and then you are sharing. And when you walk in the world with people like that, it's very safe, right? Because you know that you're tapping into something, um, a higher, you know, Deb and I always say that for the highest and best, mm-hmm. right? Like what is the highest and best use of this project? What is the highest and best use of my time? You know, and um, you are really an embodiment of that notion. Um, and so mm-hmm. I just really want to share that um, with everybody, you know, so that was um, beautiful. It's, it's, yeah. It's cool to see, you know? Yeah. Well, and I love, I, I think that um, I'm hearing the process of the 365 book here is you were already, you already wrote the book. You just were writing it piecemeal. Like just one, the, every email a day was going out. It kind of reminds me of Moxie on Fire, Molly. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> Deb's getting ready to finish up a, a project yeah. and it's the exact same process. So yeah. 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 I'm actually turning mine into like, like cards. No, oh, nice. With the, with, you know, the little guidebook, yeah. uh, but same idea. And so I think that this is, this is a beautiful reminder, right? Like look at what you've already written friends, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you likely have the, the skeleton, you likely have that outline already out there somewhere. And so take some time to practice what Mara is teaching us here, which is, you know, close your eyes, think about it, 
right? Mm. Think about what, what have I, you know, what are, what are those questions that people come to me for that I'm answering all the time that I've written how many times in an email or mm. like the, it's there, right? It's there. The inspiration is, has already whirling around you. So I'm, I'm really, I feel like somebody is going to be really blessed by this reminder. So thank you for that. I love it. Well, I know that we're at the top of our time. Um, we, I typically leave out in a meditation, but I would, I would be honored. And if you could lead us out in a quick little one or two, you know, minute meditation, or if you have any final words of wisdom that you want to share, but you know, I, um, because we have done so much of this together, I would, I would love it if you'd be willing to to do it for everyone else. And I'd also just love to, um, before we close out, just invite people, if anybody, you know, feels inclined to, to come to a circle or to jo- join some space, um, you know, I do have a monthly that's just an open circle um, hmm. for anybody, no, no experience necessary, no, um, no charge, you know, I think part of, um, part of this work can be daunting sometimes too, when resources are scarce, or you're not really sure if this is a thing for you to do a full session or to, you know, even get a book. Uh, so um, there is a there is an open 365 uh, journey circle that meets once a month. So I want to just try and, you know, make sure that people know that they can have, have some more without doing a lot of investing. Mm, beautiful. Love it. So uh, let's, yeah, let's close our eyes again and kind of resettle in our chairs after this, all this wonderful conversation and maybe focus on our breath again and feel the element of air flowing into our bodies. And feel ourselves held by the earth underneath us. However, we're sitting down or lying, just feel the earth underneath us supporting us. And feel the sky above you. Holding you from above. And as we talked about that web, the web of life and our interconnectedness, let yourself feel surrounded by all the other creatures and beings that you share space with. And we can also acknowledge all the other people and animals and plants that shared the land that we're on right now. Connecting us backwards and forwards in time. And we're all part of, we're all part of the circle, ever expanding circles. And take another nice deep breath. And just know that you are not alone. And thank you for being with us. Mm.
Thank you so much. Your voice. Thank you. Yes. Such a great thing. I am beyond thrilled that you were able to share this time with us and that I was able to share you with our audience. Um, And we will definitely have you back. Thank you so much. Yes. I would be very glad to come back. Thank you to everyone who joined us, uh, whether you're watching live or you're watching a replay or you're listening on the podcast. As always, if you've got questions for Mara, drop them in the comments. You can shoot them either to Molly or to myself. We'll make sure to get them to her so that you can get connected. And as always, all of the links will be in the comments and in the blog post recap. So we've got you, we've got you covered. Um, <laughs> and I look forward to seeing some of you in the, uh, the open circle. Cause I am definitely going to get that on my calendar, Mara. Thank you for that invitation. All right, everyone have an amazing rest of your week. Happy holidays to all of you, no matter what it is that you celebrate, may you be surrounded by love and light and so much laughter that your belly aches and tears <laughs> flow down your face. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Mara. Appreciate it. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound, and create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site, moxieonfire.com, and sign up for updates. That's moxieonfire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love, trust, and faith.